let's do it. We are doing it. Oh, we are? Yeah. Okay, I thought we were just doing the warm-up part, no, and then we were yeah. going to do the part where one of us decides it started. <laughs> no, this is happening. Cool. This is great. Is it? So far, this is premium content. Yeah. We, we might have to make a separate channel where people have to pay extra for, for this, this content. premium choice content. Mm-hmm. Just... But for our regular listeners, the episode has begun (laughs) and uh, we're here. We're back. Happy Easter slash Passover Passover slash whatever uh, holiday you celebrated last weekend when we took the weekend off. Um, you mean like my birthday? Oh, yeah. How about that? Happy, we can't afford that. We can't afford it. Happy birthday, Melissa. I hope everyone spent April Fool's celebrating me in the best way that they know how, which is overeating, falling asleep too early in a public space, and doubting any and all choices you make in all social interactions. That's the best way to celebrate me. (laughs) Yeah. And and if people were spending time with their family that day, they probably were doing all of those things. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Last weekend, uh, we are here today to talk about the WFCA 2018 state tournament, which happened uh, Friday and Saturday over the last couple of days, we are here. We are tired. Um, and uh, we actually had a really fun morning. We did. So do you want to tell the folks at home what we were doing? We did a photo shoot this morning. We worked with the lovely Peyton Blank, uh, who took photos for us to use as promotional materials for this year podcast. So we we uh, we both did our makeup. Uh, now, I wear makeup normally as a human woman, but not nearly the level of makeup that I'm wearing on my face right now. Mm-hmm. But you and I got to have the fun bonding experience of going and together. You were worried about the damn water bottle top making a <laughs> I'm just, squeaky Nope, noise. I'm just going to punch the <laughs> microphone stand. Um, we got to have the bonding experience of going together to buy makeup for you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Now, I am a theater person. Yes. So it's not like this is the first makeup I've ever had to buy, but it is the first makeup I've bought specifically for a photo shoot. Yeah. So I needed almost like actual makeup yeah. instead of like theatrical makeup, which is much heavier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a a new and interesting experience for me. I did not want to go by myself into a store. Nope. So I'm glad you were there because you knew stuff. I I know like a minimal amount. And part of what I know is from watching women on YouTube Mm -hmm. do it. But yeah, I was able to contribute just enough to help you look Flawless. Thank you, darling. We both look great. And the photos, as we were, Peyton was showing them to us as we were taking them. And it was just, it was just really fun. We were playing the RuPaul Pandora station, which had some (laughs) real interesting choices coming off of it for us. Uh, And yeah, it was just fun and and just a delightful morning. Yeah. So I look forward to getting those on the the website and using them in promotional stuff. Yeah. And Kurt took some headshots for his own personal brand. Yeah. Looking very serious in his black sweater. She did like my serious face. She loved it. That's because you are an actor. An actor with a capital H in the middle. Right in the middle. Actor. But it was super fun and yeah, I'm excited. I think, I hope that you guys, he's giving me a serious face right now. Smize, darling. Well, we, we had a very full day yesterday. So Friday, 
other people were at Congress. I was mm-hmm. at work in the morning. And then we got on the bus together, all three Sheboygan teams, and drove to our now not-so-secret hotel. I'm still not telling people what it is. We're still not telling people, but there were other schools that were there, and I hope that the other schools that were staying there don't tell other people about it. Right. It's too good a location. We do not want to have to have a hard time getting in that hotel in the future. Please don't tell anyone about it. It's a best-kept secret. But it was delightful. Had team meals. My team did some bonding. Mm -hmm. After dinner, we played lots of mafia. Shout out to the town of Dilly Dilly and also Thickyville. And if you're like me and don't understand what that means, that's okay. Nod your head politely. Yeah, you don't need to know. We were playing mafia and so coming up with our delightful village names as cool kids do. What did your team do? Uh, my team did just some like small group practices and I touched base with the kids I hadn't really seen that week up to that point. And then we went to bed. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. One of your students did stop me in the hallway uh, yesterday and yell at me for not having given them an earlier bedtime because they were so tired and I had to remind them that I am not their coach. <laughs> and none of them went to bed. I'm sure at the time I told them to. Yeah. My kids were released at 9.30 when we were done doing stuff. And part of that was after we'd given all of the briefing and everything. And some of them went to go get snacks and food at a local gas station that was within walking of our hotel. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And then I went to bed nice and early. It was great. Yeah. I say our our lights out was 10 o'clock. So. Mm -hmm. Same. Don't blame me. Which, based off of the way they all talk about their sleep schedules, is very early for them. So, but then we got up not that early to go for the day. You left earlier than I did, as you do every year. Just a little bit. So, I was at the registration table. Ben very nicely drove with me in his car, which he brought along separately, uh, so that we could get there early. And I helped uh, John Peschel. Uh, check people in as they were arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sharing the campus with that early childhood education conference. Woo-hoo. So we also directed a lot of people over to a different building. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was uh, it's always happy to be able to help and serve in that way. Uh, hopefully I am uh, a nice welcomer of people. Are you inviting? Are you warm? Yeah, I try very hard uh, to give all of those instructions in a way that doesn't seem like scoldy, but is also very clear because there's a lot of things you got to do when you show up. So um, I hope everyone felt welcomed and properly directed to have a successful day. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Saturday went down uh, largely as it always does. Uh, with a few exceptions, one being that we had the four time slot thing. So the yep. day was a little bit longer than it usually is. Um, and then we had the judges meeting in the morning, which was business as usual. I was so happy to see there was one cake donut left that I did grab. Congratulations. I felt like, like people are leaving this cake donut because they don't want to be the person to take the last donut. And I don't have that problem. So I yep. grabbed that donut and I ate it. Good job. While they were talking to the judges. I was not at the judges meeting because I'd already reported to my post. And what was your post? What did you do? I ran the extemp draw room yesterday. So I was off by myself with the high schoolers 
in a lecture hall. I had instructions to be authoritative, to use my scoldy voice. And so I missed the judges meeting. But similar to your cake donut, I went in and scammed a, a bunch of uh, the leftover uh, melon because people never really like to eat the melon. No, but especially on a fruit the honeydew. Platter. Especially the honeydew. And Nobody I am a woman it. who loves a honeydew, so that is meant for me. Mm-hmm. I honey, love it. Honey, oh no, you better do. Oh no, this honeydew like that melon. Yes. This honeydew. Yes. <laughs> Um, but this yeah. is like the fourth consecutive podcast in which we are in such a strange Yeah, mood. we're doing so well with this, like, being normal. We, I was too busy pretending to be normal all morning in those photos that now my true self, just full of spaghetti and sass, is here mm-hmm. to play, here to slide. No. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a delightful time in Extempt uh, Draw. I have I ran Radio Draw at State a few years ago, but I've never run Extempt Draw before. Uh, and it was a good old time. I The kids were great. I, I think they were a little taken aback by me actually paying attention to them because there's a very strict no talking rule in the draw room, which other mm-hmm. people are relatively lax about. But because they were in lecture style and I was in front of them, it was very easy for me to see who was talking and to call them out on it. And then some of them tried to write notes to each other instead of talking. And I caught them on that. And I also did uh, some national style Wi-Fi checks where all the kids were required to put their hands up into the air and stop touching their laptops. And then they had to point to me where their Wi-Fi signal was to make sure they weren't connected to Wi-Fi. So... That was fun. I don't know. I read, I was reading uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix on my Kindle, which you lovingly got me for Christmas. And uh, then I just had a lot of intense personal introspection, you know, as one does with their free time when they're not allowed to really be on their cell phones. Yeah, you were sharing some of your thoughts on the bus ride home. Yeah, I was just, yeah. You were really going through it. I was. I was in my feelings. I had a very intense therapy session on Thursday and then just spent most of Saturday just going through those things that I was talking about in therapy, as well as like, you know, contemplating whether or not I should grow my natural hair color back out and all the parallels between Voldemort in the Harry Potter world and Trump in our current society. Hold up. This isn't your natural hair color? No. What's your natural hair color? The brown color that's on top of my hair. Oh. I'm natu- I say, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of your natural you're hair looking at some. You're looking at approximately four and a half inches of my natural hair okay. color. But I've been dyeing my hair red with henna for five or six years straight now. I have not noticed. I know. But that's good because <laughs> I'm not the kind of person who doesn't want to, doesn't want an, a natural hair color. Maybe one day, but not now. But mm-hmm. these are the things I thought about in Extempt Raw. Um, at one point, uh, Peschel and uh, Jim Disrude came to visit me. And I think they like were very taken aback that I actually did have the kids all silent and in line. Uh, I don't know what they were expecting my drum to be like. I know that I'm normally like a pretty lackadaisical I think person. they just expected you to be in leather with a whip. <laughs> Like that's what threw them off that you were wearing your normal clothing instead of like a dominatrix outfit. I think I've talked on the podcast before about how I don't like leather. So unless I had like Uh, a pleather. Vegan leather. (laughs) Vegan leather. I I know that there have been issues. Like those amazing black jackets from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. Like, yeah, you could have been wearing one of those. I could have been wearing one of those. um, Like a billy club or some some other instrument. Like the ones that like like, extend out that like I like. Yes. Just to make sure those kids were in line. No, I just know that they had had issues in the past. And I talked to people about like why we were we were shifting things around in in the draw room. And so I know there were a lot of issues last year. And so I just want to make sure that I was addressing them. And part of that was like me not being my fun, nice self. And I kept saying to the kids when I would have to scold them. 
I'm normally a nice person. I'm normally really fun. I could not be fun then. Mm -hmm. But I did get to leave sometimes to come visit you. Got to have a coffee break with you. Thank you for that. That was which was nice. Yeah, because you were off. I was in TPP, sequestered in our little room. Um, Who were you sequestered with yesterday? I don't even uh, remember. With Steve Schmidt and Scott Peterson. Oh hey, what a delightful pair! Yeah, Arrowhead and uh, Eau Claire North in the house. Um. So, yeah, some good geographic diversity there. Yeah, a nice little triangle. Um, And also, I just, I like, they're both on the TPP committee, and um, I have lots of great people on that committee, but what I like about Scott is that he is always very Mm resource-based, so... His answers and his responses to questions are always based in in the rules. And I thought that that's a really good characteristic to have. He knows not only the rules, but also because he's the webmaster, he has like access to when revisions happened in the handbook. Oh, that's super cool. Because he updates the handbook as part of that job. So, I mean, there were rules that we were talking about yesterday that we're like looking at it. We're like, when did this become a rule? And he was like, 2015 at the fall meeting. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Good to know. Um, And then Steve is my guy who like. He's I don't want to say I don't want to say that he's strict, but like if I tend to be lenient, he tends to be more by the book. Um, And he's always good on reminding me about like, are we setting a precedent with this in some Mm -hmm. way that we're going to regret later on? Um, so I, the three of us, I felt made a good triangle of decision making and it was a really great day in that we did not have many TPP concerns brought to us. So we were not busy. We were so, 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 so bored for most of the day. That's exactly what I want for TPP. Yep. That is what we would all prefer. I would love for us to be super bored. And when we did have a question come, I enjoyed the process because Mm -hmm. it was a conversation and it was very collaborative and, um, yeah. So, I mean, I've been in a few different TPP situations and, um, they're different. No, you know, one isn't better than the other, mm-hmm. uh, but this one was definitely the most collaborative of the ones I've been nice. a part of. Um, it never felt really like we were having to like take a vote to figure out where mm-hmm. we stood. We all just eventually came to a conclusion as a group. So I liked that. Uh, For those of you who want to know what we talked about and what decisions were made, you will have to show up to the spring meeting when we give our report. May 4th and 5th in the Wisconsin Dells. All information is posted on the WCA website, wcaforensics.org. You should have also found an invitation in your state material packets from one Mr. John Rademacher. Hey, John. So make sure you find that piece of paper and stick it to your fridge. Also, um, while we're talking about Rademacher, for those of you who... Uh, listen to our podcast and we're not at state yesterday, or maybe you decided to leave state early because you couldn't get seating in the auditorium. Just a reminder that uh, Rademacher live streamed the award ceremony from yesterday yes. for everyone, and that's available for you to watch. And I suggest you do watch it because um, I really enjoyed uh, the speech that Ben, our current WCA president, gave. His welcoming speech was really great. Uh, I think it touched on a lot of really important aspects of what forensics is like, both nationally, but also for us here in Wisconsin. And you can see uh, Mr. Rademacher receiving his Hints Award from the just... We'll get there. Let's let's pause. What? Okay. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going first? Well, is there anything else you want to say about the day itself? No. Semifinals or finals? I was still in draw. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shout out to my students who broke the finals. I was very proud of them. Every student. And then also everyone who broke. It was a very exciting day. And one thing I, I really did enjoy, as I do every year, was the good representation of people in schools powering. Mm-hmm. I love that every time. Yeah. So, okay. So then let's talk about the award ceremony because okay. this is where we probably have the most to say. It's when we were standing together. Well, um, not for all of it. For some of it, I was still backstage. Thank you, Kroll. That's my way of saying she was being pedantic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose. Okay. That plays in. Yeah. Go, go because, ahead. because so I didn't want to stand out because Kurt went onto the stage because he and I take photos for the Twitter account uh, to be posting the hints award winner, the scholarship winners, as well as the people who make it to the final rounds. And then uh, to congratulate by name, the person who wins each category. Uh, And I don't like to stand out there until my role comes in, which is helping with the actual student categories. And so I was backstage. You had gone on stage to take pictures of the Hinson Scholarship Award winners. Mm -hmm. So I was watching everything from the little screen backstage. And Ben's speech was great. And and then Tom went to give Rademacher the hints. And that speech was an just was a roller coaster for me to watch from backstage. I... Like on the tiny screen, you can't really see a lot of what's happening, but it just it just ramped up in such a way. It was just a little Howard Dean esque for me. <laughs> and then I went to watch. It was ducking unusual. Hey, <laughs> the man is a quack. It uh, it, it broke the mold for sure. <laughs> I really I did I appreciated the little metaphor of it, and then but I went to go from the side to go like peek through the little crack in the door to watch Rademacher come to the stage to accept it. And <laughs> I just don't understand why Tom Harden kissed John Rademacher on the head. That was such a weird moment, y'all. And I know that like other people would not talk about this on their podcast, but it's, it's half my podcast and I'm going to talk about how weird that was. And I mean, maybe it's a thing between Rademacher and Tom, like, being balding bros together or whatever, but it was just a very strange moment. And the audience audibly reacting to that strange <laughs> moment just made it stranger. And I just didn't know what to say or do or be. And the poor uh, woman who was working the backstage, who was doing like uh, stuff back there for us is just listening to me react to everything. <laughs> Cause she's not watching the screen. She don't care what's going on, but I'm just standing behind her like, I don't know what I just didn't know what to do. It was a weird it was a weird moment for sure. And if you did not see it, go watch the live stream. Yeah. Cuz it's it's a it's a I'm speech gonna that to we're going to be and watch it again cuz I think I was either distracted by actually announcing on Twitter who won or maybe I was getting my shoulder tapped by one of the ushers from Whitewater. I think that's when you were being yelled at. Yeah, I could have been getting yelled at. I just, it was, I just didn't know what to do. If anyone so, can explain to us what happened, that'd be great. And if it's like, a thing, I'd love to know if it's a thing. Cause I don't want to make prob- fun of like a tradition or it's probably something. A thing, okay. Like that is the danger in giving a speech where there's like a lot of inside jokes is like, there's a bunch of us who are on the outside and I, yeah, it was, it was a bit much. It was, it was just not what I expected from Tom Harden. Yeah. I guess that, is like, that too is the, the, the biggest issue for me is like, I've never seen Tom Harden 
well, I've never seen Tom Harden present anybody with an award before, but I've never seen Tom Harden make a series of puns before. And I guess I didn't think that was like his style, but I guess that just goes to show I don't know Tom Harden that well. So that's okay. Um, but congratulations to John on winning the hints and the also most the most important thing is the other nominees as well. We Great had job, a everyone. wonderful slate of nominees again this year and John Bolserick and Scott Peterson and John Rademacher. Um, and John Rademacher is not only deserving, but probably long overdue mm-hmm. for receiving this award. Um, so congratulations to him and Balseric and Scott Peterson we still have our eyes on you. Uh, <laughs> I don't we, want it. We know how. I'm not saying you. Oh. I'm saying to them. Okay, thank gosh. Yes, we're still. We still have our we eyes still on have them. Our eyes we pretty on much you. just shuffle through. We know how much you do for the organization. We're so grateful to you. And um, only one person can win every year. Yeah. But you can only win once. Mm-hmm. And uh, so another one down. <laughs> give it. Yeah, give it time, because uh, those those really great coaches will also. Uh, be recognized. I am certain in the near future. And I really am enjoying uh, John Balseric's take on being the Susan Lucci of the Hints Award. <laughs> um, he, he wears it proudly. He, he really does. It, he handles he it with it, such, he wears it well. such humor and grace. And um, as he does funny. all things, that yeah. was, a, that was a highlight of my day yesterday. I was getting to hang out with John Balseric. I adore him. Yeah. He's just like a cool, a cool uncle who lives far away that I never get to really see. And every time I do see him, it's just a mix of like great, humorous, strange conversations. Cause he and I like rib off of each other really well, but we also vibe yeah. off each other really well and have really great conversations about mental health and education yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So that was a delight to do yesterday. Okay. Cause once I was done in the draw room, I was immediately put to work <laughs> for the tab room. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. But, um, and then we, uh, Mariah presented the scholarship winners to our six scholarship recipients and, uh, as I would also do, was not able to uh, contain her emotions. But this year, there was not a Kleenex box backstage for us to pass not. out Kleenexes. Note for next year, I will be bringing a Kleenex box. Right. Because I also I feel like one. as they come on stage, they should just get like yeah, a little you just get a tissue, tissue packet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should be part of the awards. Uh, we'll so like Ben Kroll, like- your uh, past president next year. Yeah. If with the scholarship envelope, you could also hand them a little. A little tissue. Tissue uh, or a little one of the travel packs. That'd be, be great. Perfect. Because they all. Pretty much they all needed it. Yeah. Um, and I love I love that as a moment. It's one of my favorite things we do in the WFCA yeah. is giving away these scholarships, which in the scheme of things, the grand scheme of a college education, the money we give isn't going to make that big of a dent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that moment, I just love that moment of those students getting to be on stage and hearing the things that their coaches um, or the people who wrote their letters of recommendation got to say about them. I think it's such a beautiful. It makes me cry thing. every year. I'm getting yeah. just just thinking about it. And, but I'm also cold, but mostly from the, uh, from and, from the thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm on my second year of being on that committee as a past hints winner, and there are so so many students who apply for that that are deserving. Um, it really, you know, it comes down to what what each of us who's on the committee is looking for, and uh, we don't have widespread agreement. Um, you know, as far as like who the most deserving students are, because they're all deserving for the most part. They, they've they all done forensics and they've led their teams. And for every student on that stage who got a scholarship yesterday, there were, you know, three or four who applied um, who would would have been worthy candidates as well. So um, to all of our seniors who have given so many hours 
blood, sweat, and tears to this activity. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that you don't walk away from forensics just because you're graduating. Yeah. Please come back. Help us out. Be, be an like advocate. Us. <laughs> be an advocate for the activity. Uh, be a judge. Be a volunteer coach. Uh, offer resources. When you read that really great novel and you see a chapter that would be a great prose piece, send it to your coach. Yeah. Because um, you can be such a great uh, resource for for your teams even after you've graduated. Yeah. And nothing makes a coach happier than hearing from the kids who have moved on, uh, reaching out and saying, like, this is how forensics has helped me. Mm-hmm. So that's so nice. Yeah. So uh, so that was the scholarships. And yep. then we finally get to the awards. Yay. Yay awards. Where I finally I now sneak out and we have our little like hidey hole off to the side of the stage where you and I stand yeah. with the uh Results packet in our hand. I feel very powerful when I do that. That like so we you know have it. all the information. Yeah, I. It's great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get worried that like when we talk about this, people are going to remember that, and those kids that are sitting down there are going to like come attack me. I don't know why. Maybe that. But I just I mean, have a lot in my hands. Th- that would be a pretty tough crime to get away with because like we're in front of everybody. Yeah, and like all we would see is you like going down and like a bunch of kids ripping papers out of your hand yeah I'm, but i'm very I'm pretty easily sure that intimidated would, that would ruin it for everybody yeah we, we just would very, just stop yeah <laughs> just oh, bye yeah it's over now yeah like okay we're gonna keep them don't need them so yeah i mean i we're not gonna go through it category by category that but. would be awful <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see all the results go to the uh wca twitter page at the wfca and you'll see there the a picture with the finalists in each of the category as well mm-hmm. as the name and school of each of the champions yes and those pictures are of very degrees of blurriness yes. because i was having to like jump out try to take a picture some of them more successful than others yeah as the semifinalists are streaming past us yeah like that was that was different than in years past past where like the semifinalists were up there so like sometimes the semifinalist was still walking across in front mm-hmm. of the finalists as they were saying and our sixth place is and it was like oh i have to wait till this person leaves so i can take a picture and so i really only had one shot for for every photo so if you if you looked at the twitter stream and were like who is taking these pictures <laughs> it's it was me i recognize that they weren't all winners but we were trying yeah i was like sometimes you got to Take the shot you got. Uh, and I certainly didn't want to leave any can, any uh, category out of the tweet party just because I didn't get a perfect photo. So uh, congratulations to all of our semifinalists, yes. our finalists, and our state champions. Um, it, it was like I saw a lot of people up there who I did recognize that I'd seen in the season. But it was mm-hmm. also fun to hear some names from all over the state. Yeah. That I was like, I don't think I've heard them or seen them up on stage mm-hmm. at all this year. So that's great yeah. to see some uh, probably just people we haven't run into. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you never know. There could be that person, too, who just had a stellar day. Yeah. Who really pulled it out. Yeah. So Cause sometimes state is a really weird day for some people. We've talked about this before. It can be a weird one because it's a, all of our regional preferences coming to one location. So there are some people who normally do excellently, but they get judges who don't prefer their style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people who come and they are they just blow away their judges. So. Mm-hmm. It's one of the interesting things about our state tournament. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And then we got to the team awards. Yes. And we did something different this year Mm -hmm. where they had the 
representative or representatives from the top six teams in each division come to the stage. I think this is half of a good idea. One half. I think where we went wrong, um, I correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see anything in the information uh, at the like being sent out in advance that said this was going to happen. I don't think and so. And I think if teams had known they needed to pick a representative to come up to the stage, that process could have happened faster. Like if if the you know the team captains had known we have to go up to the stage if our school's name is called. They would have been ready to go. What we saw, because we were standing right there, is like literally people putting their competition clothes back on yeah. as they made their way to the stage yeah. because they had changed out of it and didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah. Students running onto the stage in socks because they had already taken their heels off mm-hmm. and hadn't changed back. Right. Also waiting for like large groups of like all of a team seniors coming down together. Right. Uh, I really, I, I like when schools send up their coaches at the state tournament. I know that like winning the team award is something that I don't do that my students do, mm-hmm. but I, I just like it getting to be coaches giving the award to coaches and then the team all getting to be together, celebrating that moment in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, also then it's just one coach at a time going up because that right. was one of the things too, is that there were just like large groups of kids going up. Some of some schools sent like six kids up mm-hmm. and waiting for like those six kids to all shuffle onto the stage is a little difficult. Right. But if we had like prepared ahead of time and then maybe the team could have voted for someone they thought represented their team best. Uh, or if we did just make it up. I mean, we are the Wisconsin Forensic Coaches Association, so mm-hmm. I think it would be perfectly appropriate if the representative from every team was the coach. Mm-hmm. I think that would be... Not only okay, I think it would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, And again, like you said, it's not because uh, the coaches did the work that day. The coaches didn't earn the points. But we support coaches because coaches support students. Yeah. None of those kids would be there if they didn't have a coach who was making it possible for them Mm -hmm. to be at that tournament, um, both logistically as well as emotionally and uh, helping them with their performance pieces and their speeches. Like... And like we are the coaches association, we celebrate coaches. I think that uh, that would be one thing I would recommend for the future is let's just make those six people the coaches. Yeah. And now and if we're going to do it like now we all know that's going to happen. So the coach in any division can know, like, if I have a shot at the top six, I have to be ready to go up on stage. Mm -hmm. And then I think, uh, yeah, that could have worked really Really well. It, yeah, it was. I liked how it built the tension nicely in each of the categories. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of thing as getting to see kids in finals, uh, people not hearing their team name just yet, and getting more and more excited as the places get closer mm-hmm. and closer to first. I really liked that visual, but it was just, it was our first time trying it. Yeah. And this is our feedback from our podcast. We're not the tournament directors because we are not as wonderful and organized and kind as John Peschel and Elliot Fisher are because they. Every year, I'm just so blown away watching them run that tournament. It is, it's a pleasure to, to be their friends, but it's also such a pleasure for me to get to be part of their tab staff in any capacity and right. just getting to be part of what is truly and genuinely such a well-oiled machine. Everything is so thought out. We talked about it before. Everyone gets a specific binder 
for what they're doing. They've thought through everything. They're both so open at answering all questions that day. And they are so thoughtful in making sure they're putting students and coaches first before the tournament and doing everything they can. And it's just, I think it's a relatively thankless thing that they do for us. And we are so so incredibly lucky to have the two of them as the ones who are running our state tournament every year. Agreed. Along with all of the people from Whitewater who work their butts off all day and we pay next to nothing as an organization to use that campus for the whole day. So the the fact that we not only get the space, but we get the support of all of those people, Mm -hmm. in particular, the UW-Whitewater forensics team. Yep. um, And their director, Jim Disrude. From morning until evening, the whole way through helping run things back and forth all over campus, helping transport people, helping in tab. They were everywhere. Those are the people who sorted all of the the critique sheets for you. Mm -hmm. So when you got those, you have a Whitewater student to thank for that. And um, yeah, so we're so, so, so lucky to have uh, Whitewater be so supportive. Um, And hopefully next year we have all the buildings and we don't have to do four time slots again. Fingers crossed. That's all I'm going to say. And then special, special mention to the director of forensics, Jim Disrude, who is... uh, as we have found out from Antonio, as good a coach as he seems from the outside, uh, on the inside of a team, uh, those kids really love and appreciate him. And we couldn't do what we do without him. And he is so supportive of high school forensics and such a great advocate for college forensics. And his wife is so beautiful and his child is so, so sweet. adorable. By the way, happy birthday because she turns Aww. four today. Happy birthday to Jim Disrude's little girl. I'm sorry I didn't catch a name. Uh, we twirled together because she was wearing an outfit that I would literally wear in real life as a grown woman. Yeah. And it twirled. So I was like, can you show me how your dress twirls? And she spun in circles for me. And then I showed her how my skirt twirled. And it was adorable. Yes. And like it was exactly like the moment of lightness that I needed at that time because some like craziness was happening in the in the tab room as that was going on. She yeah, she really was. Uh, she was so cute. <laughs> like, and you know, I don't gush over kids. No. But like, she was so cute. Yeah. And she was just there to hang out and visit daddy at his job. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to Jim Disrude's family for sharing him with us yes. yesterday, especially uh, when it's not even really his his, yeah, gig, his, his But he's, he was totally there for us uh, from start to finish. And we we appreciate that. And the the team did this welcome video. That uh, we got to watch from backstage, mm-hmm. but uh, I would love to see that. I hope they post that somewhere because yeah. I uh, I didn't really get to take it all in because we were watching it on that tiny little monitor. Yeah, and I was just try- I was just looking for Antonio and all yeah. the shots. <laughs> uh, but they did such a lovely job of uh, congratulating the kids on a job well done and talking about forensics. Yeah, and just taking uh, the time to make that was just yeah. so nice. There's that's a special group there, and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work that they did. A lot of state is just feeling so incredibly lucky to belong to the organization that we do for me. It's just every, every step along the way is just me looking around and just being like, I am so immensely grateful that these are the people that I mm-hmm. like that my name is attached to. And even the smallest of ways, it's, it's the luckiest. We're the luckiest. I agree. There, It's a, it's a fraternity. It is. Um, and you know, the reality is not everybody feels like they're a part of that fraternity mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and I don't know the way to fix that, but I just hope everybody who is a coach knows that 
like with any social group, sometimes it feels like there's an inside and an outside, but really, truly, every person I've met in forensics has arms wide open and wants to be engaged in conversation and wants to share ideas and is willing to be helpful. But we are all doing forensics as a second or third job. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just get busy and forget to reach out. So and and that's maybe the biggest the problem that we have as an organization is we are this is for all of us it's our second or third job. Yeah. We are all so busy. We are all trying to keep our own trains on the tracks that maybe sometimes we don't reach out to each other enough and if you are new it can be really hard to get in. Um in fact some people I know like the way they got in was by having to complain about something, like have, having a major issue. And then they, you know, they bring that in and then that's how a conversation starts. Yeah. And I just, I want to encourage any coach who doesn't feel that fraternal feeling, uh, start by reaching out to Melissa. And me, program me. assistance chair. You know, we'll talk to you. Yeah, we're, but we're more than happy to have conversations with people about forensics. We do it all the time, mm-hmm. um, but not just us. Again, I have not met a coach yet who is not willing to talk or help or advise. Just reach out. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're one of those people who is like us and is thinking, oh, maybe I haven't done a good job of reaching out to everybody the way I should take that as a challenge, too. Yeah. But I just want to say um Along the lines of the spring meeting, the thing that made me start feeling included in forensics was that like like five years ago now or like six years ago when Kurt was just starting to get involved in the exec board, you invited me along to share your hotel room with you when the fall meeting was in Appleton. You were like, my hotel room is empty. Like I, they book another bed. Do you want to just come up and like actually do like the full meeting with me? And I was like, I guess so. And so I got to go while you were in the exec board on Friday night, I was just hanging out, but then I got to go to the afterglow and I got to, uh, dance with, uh, Peter Woods and Bonnie Knight, (laughs) which was delightful. And the first time I was having real conversations with so many of these coaches who were so intimidating to me for years, like that was the first time I ever talked to Deb and Mike was that night over cocktails. Uh, but then the next morning I went to my first ever round table. Uh, and that was when I first started getting involved on the communications committee. Um, that was the year that the communications committee became communications and not just public relations. Uh, So the spring meeting is the first place that I sort of got to break the barrier of being around other coaches outside of the tournament setting. I know we talk about how important the judges lounge is, but really the meetings that we have in the fall and the spring are a really great opportunity to step outside of the barrier of competition, especially in the spring when the competition season has ended for so many of us. And really start to participate in the association. So if you are someone who would like to get to know more coaches, please, please, please come to our spring meeting, May 4th and 5th. You've got the info. You've got access to the info. Please come. It is so much fun. All those people who are going to be there are so warm. They truly are. And so many of them are so, so funny and just nice, intelligent people. Some of my favorite conversations have happened at association meetings. So please fully consider 
joining us. If you want more information, go to the website or reach out to our president-elect, John Rademacher. And there is something special about spring because it's at the end of a season. Yeah. Where like we all kind of have this feeling of like, well, we just went through that. Yeah, we, we survived are, together. We're, we're brothers and sisters in arms <laughs> and having like made it through another forensic season. Showing so, each other our battle wounds. Yeah, I mean like we like we let our hair down in the fall, but not like we do oh, in the no. spring. Oh no, the spring afterglow is the stories best. to tell. Yes. We have feelings, we have felt. And tea we to have spill. tea to spill. Like, yeah. So like spring spring really is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's also when we do our elections. So like that's when I felt the year before uh welcomed in because I went the night before. Kind of because I didn't realize that like not many people were doing that. Yeah. So it was like, you know, you should come the night before. And I was like, okay, I'll come on Friday and do this afterglow thing. And it was, you know, sitting at a bar in Wisconsin Dell talking to Deb and Mike Tross and Bonnie Knight. And they were like, well, why don't you run for president? And I was like, that's nuts. You're crazy. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. And they were like, no, I think uh, a new voice is what this organization needs right now. And, uh, you know, I had started the podcast and they saw me as somebody who was like willing to, to go the extra mile and, and learn and listen. Uh, and they were like, try for it. And nobody else got nominated. So I won. Yay. And thus began. That is how Sheboygan coaches become president. We run unopposed. unopposed. Yes. Thus began my, my time as a president in the WFCA. And I learned so much by getting involved at that level. I've said it before. I'll say it again, get involved. You will learn so much about the organization and the people and whatever appreciation you have for it now will double. Triple, yeah. quadruple, quintuple over time. You got any the more? more? The more you learn. I don't know. <laughs> Sextuple? Septuple? Octuple? Are o- these words? Am I making them up? I, I am gone. I don't know. <laughs> Non-tuple? Dectuple? I, this is more math than I can contain. Putting a fine point on it, <laughs> please fully consider going to the spring meeting. It's also a great way to make your voice as a coach heard. In our association, we we take the time out to plan these meetings so that coaches who feel like their voices are not heard have the the floor and the location to do so. So please consider joining us or just like don't even consider just freaking be there. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) It's fun. It's nice. We're cool people. Uh, we're nice people with a lot to offer. <laughs> nice people with a lot to offer. Oh, Brayden. Oh, Brayden. Oh, Brayden. Anyway. Watch your podcast feed for when something might pop up. Yeah. But this is There's really still more for us to talk about. There kinda, always is. But mm-hmm. this is sort of the end of, of this sort of season of Forensic Spaces. Yeah. So, but we never really go away for long. No, we are always around, y'all. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been an exciting year. Thanks to those of you who have purchased merch and have worn it. It's or, so exciting. Even my kids off. are like, Melissa, there's so many people wearing Friends Faces merchandise. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then shamelessly open my jacket. I'm and one yeah, of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's, so. it, never, it never ceases to make my heart warm. Even when it's a, someone I've seen wearing it weekend after weekend, I never not want to like go to them. No one came up to me asking to like take a picture to prove that they're wearing their merch, but I was also tucked in the corner at extemp draw. But those of you who I did get to at least like see and say, thank you. It, we always 100% appreciate it. it and if you still haven't bought some, you should probably go get some. 
Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And it's almost always on sale. Yeah. So. Thanks, Tee Public. <laughs> Thanks, Tee Public. Uh, all right. With that, we are going to say goodbye for this episode. Is it we'll, time for our pasta nap? We'll talk to you later. Let's go take a pasta nap. Yay. Bye. Bye. Forensics Faces is recorded and edited in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme song was written and performed by J.J. Hamister. If you're a fan of Forensics Faces, give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more info, including a link to purchase official Forens of the Pod merch, go to ForensicsFaces.com and also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Forensics Faces. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa. I encourage you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Bye.